0: Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. At Bright Vibe, we believe everyone deserves to be happy. But in today's world, everywhere you turn, there is division and negativity. At Bright Vibe, we have created a global movement to bring 8 million people together who are inspired to live bright, live bold, and share bright vibes. Alone, it can be hard to change, but together we can change the world. Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. For those of you who are listening right now, something we're doing brand new. One, you know, we have had a name change from Dose of Leadership to Bright Vibe to be more encompassing of a lot of the new stuff that we're talking about on the podcast. And two, we now have the option for you to listen to it live and actually ask questions in our new app, which is brightvibe.com. B-r-i-t-e-v-i-b-e dot or not. Well, that's our website, brightvibe.com. Just go to the App Store and to download the app. So, Bright Vibe. Uh, to download the app and then you can see uh, the guests that we have coming up you can see their bios and you can also um, in the events go to the event section and then also you can get a reminder when that's going to be on you can add it to your calendar and then you can actually come on and ask questions in our Q&A section you can actually ask questions uh, to our guests so that's a new feature that we're playing with that we're having lots of success with and it's lots of fun so certainly if you do are tuning in if you're hearing me live um, feel free to ask Joe any questions or myself any questions about what we're going to talk about. We've got some, we talked pre show, we're going to have some interesting conversation today uh, around health. Um, Joe has uh, been in this industry a long time and very versed in helping people find ultimate health through different avenues. And so I'll read a little bit about Joe's bio just to kind of set up what we're going to talk about. So, uh, Joe Rignola is the author of the best selling books, The Definite Way to Go Gluten Free and, and So. Is that, is, is that my
1: pronouncing? S-O-W, yeah. So, yeah, sow, yeah, so as in sowing yeah, seeds. Yeah, 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 planting
0: the seeds it was uh, for health.
1: terrible marketing to pick that title
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well-being and a superhero life. He's hosted several online health events uh, and he's the co-founder of Rebel Health Tribe and the co-creator of Primal 90, the Total Mind-Body Transformation System. Uh, Joe came to this honestly because he battled his own health challenges and we're going to talk about those today. So we won't really uh, talk about that much. And then... Uh, Basically, from that, decided what did he want to do with the information, and became a certified holistic health coach, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, writer, and all things health. And this is where you know you work in this day in day out. This is kind of your
1: mm-hmm. your,
0: your your gig is this health. And when I say health, more more holistic health. Yeah. So yeah. so if you uh, so feel free to add anything if I missed sure. anything kind of from your bio, but yeah. uh, certainly love to get into also kind of what brought you here, right? I mean meaning. Sure. What, what was your path?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an interesting, uh, neandering journey for sure. Um, that, that bio is, um, it was, it's cool to hear you read that. It was one of the older bios that I've had. Um, mm. I haven't really thought about the, uh, those books in, in a while. I wrote mm. that original book, the definitive way to go gluten-free, um, about 10 years ago. Oh wow. Um, and, uh, my wife, um, has celiac disease and we only discovered oh. that when she was probably you know, around 30 years old. Oh, wow. And so um, in sort of doing research on gluten-free diets and gut health and all that stuff, I, you know, being the team player that I am, I went gluten-free also. It's like, lo and behold, I felt so much better. <laughs> right. And, and so we have this entirely gluten-free household and I'm um, super grateful for it. I learned so much about it. And, um, you know, I always say the best way to learn something is to try and teach it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And so
1: that was the idea with, with that book is, you know, I wanted to really understand the science of it. So I dug deep into the science of gluten-free and gut health and the microbiome and, and inflammation and all that stuff. And I, I, I put everything I learned in, into that book and, um, you know, somehow it landed as an Amazon bestseller mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, through some, some, you know, uh, a lot of hustle and, and, right. and marketing and, yeah. and, um, just being really, uh, forward with, uh, with the information. So, mm-hmm. um, since then, uh, co-founded or founded a, a number of different companies um uh, and the one that i'm on right now is called wellconnected.tv mm-hmm. which is a community of about 170 180,000 people mm-hmm. and uh we just share a lot of this health information i have a lot of information on gut health i've started a started a new project um about stress anxiety fear mm-hmm. overwhelm mm-hmm. uh trauma um uh, uh energy work and things like that so that's a newer project that i just started working on um, and people will be able to see that probably in the next six months or so and then there's another documentary on the pipeline called the other side of fear and just oh so much going on. (laughs) Yeah. And, (laughs) and,
0: you know, the last two, two and a half, three years, gosh, it's just brought all of that up, right? All to the forefront, whatever I think was in the subconscious or kind of, we pushed down or suppressed, Mm. which does affect our health, right? Well, all of that, at least from my perspective and the people I bring on the show and the people that I talk to, it basically, it just brought up whatever was already there was already there. It yes. just, it just magnified it, brought it up so we could actually see it like in front of our face and go, I know I faced some of my worst, deepest fears during the last two and a half years. In fact, I joked on one of the, 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 the podcast shows that, you know, I literally thought when they said dark night of the soul, that was like a night, like, like one <laughs> night you actually have this dark night. Of the soul I didn't realize this could be months. It could be it could be if you're if if you're not facing your stuff it could be decades or your whole life you could spend in the dark night of the soul and so like when it hit me I was just like this sucks right this was it was it was like not a fun a fun experience and so and I think you know you'd brought up in in the in the pre-show a little bit you know with fear you know if we don't confront our fear then it can it 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 can manifest in ways that we're not good for us. Right.
1: Yeah. I think anything that we suppress any emotions, any fears, any traumas, any experiences, anything that we suppress is going to control us. Right. More we try to suppress it, the more it's going to control us. And we have this, we all, and I've been super guilty of this myself. We all um, try to numb ourselves. Anytime we have any sort of feelings of discomfort or fear of pain of, of what we, What we deem negative quote-unquote negative emotions we try to stuff that down with Mm -hmm. social media with scrolling on our phones with with video games with Mm -hmm. substances um and so you know i just i actually thought of this this morning it was one of the ways to be the happiest is to not be afraid of being unhappy
0: Mm, interesting
1: you know so right the more we run from those, from those emotions, the more it's going to control us. And that's true of childhood trauma too. And and what's tricky about that is sometimes we're not aware of the trauma something that could have happened to us very early on that, that we didn't necessarily suppress, but it's sort of been obscured from, from our uh, conscious thinking Mm -hmm. uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, So sometimes you, you, you need to sort of acknowledge that even if you don't, completely know what the trauma or event mm-hmm. or experience was, just acknowledge that something happened that sort of caused us to think a certain way, to mm-hmm. act a certain way. And instead of immediately trying to numb those feelings or those emotions, you have to really dig deep and, and feel them with intention. Mm-hmm. And then once you can, you know, fully experience those range of emotions is when we can actually start to heal.
0: Right, and you know yeah. we, it, it, and I totally, believe, I totally understand what you're saying because of my own life experiences mm. and my own avoidance of yeah. pain. Right, I mean, it's not like it. I don't know. I'm sure there are people out there that are like rock stars when it comes to addressing their fears and their sure. pain. I, I do it out of kind of like it just starts to hurt too much, and finally, I'm like, okay, I've got to actually address this. Yeah, but we've, exactly. We've had a couple of guests on the podcast. One early on, Mark Wollen. Uh, And he wrote a book about, basically, it didn't start with you, generational trauma. And and it was actually, you know, sometimes it's what has happened in our childhood, but sometimes it's what happened to our parents and our grandparents, and it actually affects their DNA, which passes to us. And then if we don't take care of it, guess where that goes Mm -hmm. to our kids, right? right? And so it's a generational thing. And so the first time he told me, I mean, we had him on the show. I had never heard of that before. And literally, he basically put me through a process right on the show. And I, and I was like, and I was feeling months, a month later, it was still processing through me, this generational trauma of my grandparents that I was processing Yeah, that I had had, if I hadn't had that conversation, I had no connection with why am I feeling this way? This is like odd feelings for me. What mm-hmm. was my, my, my grandparents. And and so, yeah, there's totally, you know, the, the trauma we experience. but if for some reason, you know, you're having thoughts or feelings that you don't have anything to tie it to it, maybe because. It came with you it was part of your package yeah. right it was kind of like here's your luggage here's what you got for this trip <laughs> right yes. and so good luck with that <laughs> yeah. store your baggage
1: in the overhead compartment, right yeah. Right? You need- yeah so there's this concept of tabula rasa right A blank slate and uh, i i it's my belief that none of us come into Mm-mm. this with a blank Mm-mm. slate we've all got stuff yep. you know and and being a dad and and you know from day one you know you kind of you see it like the second mm-hmm. they're born you you sort of feel into it and maybe there's a little bit of intuition there, but you really kind of feel into it. Like, wow, you know, my, my oldest son who's 10 now, he came in like with this very serious look on his face, (laughs) looking around very aware and, and almost contemplative as (laughs) as a newborn. It was very, very interesting and lo and behold, he's still that way at 10. He's very contemplative. He thinks about things very deeply. So it's really, really interesting. Nice. (laughs) So, so yeah, we don't, we don't come in with a blank slate. We've got, we've all got stuff and then we add on to that stuff.
0: (laughs) Right. Of course. Add
1: it on for us. Yep. And we've got to tackle it. You know, we've got to, we've got to be open to, to feeling those experiences uh, in order to heal.
0: 110%. And I'm sure that you've obviously made the link because you're in the holistic space, but for clarity, more and more on this show, we're talking about the fact that emotions and disease, uh, unresolved emotion unresolved hurt unresolved pain and and physical disease are hand in hand these aren't inseparable things you don't you don't get cancer you don't get tumors you don't have migraines you don't have all that stuff without somewhere in your physical body having mm-hmm. a link and in your emotional if you want to call it body but in your emotional subconscious mm-hmm. having right these links and i'm sure you you talk about this in your in your group right i mean mm-hmm. this is this is a real yeah, they're, they're not separate. You know, where yeah, I, grew, I when I grew, up, disease was over here and mm-hmm. mental health was over here, and it's like, no, 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 no. These things. Yeah, and that's
1: starting to change. Yes, Thankfully, these and and I change, and, yeah. and I
0: think with your your podcast, your show, the stuff you put out, with what we're doing here, I just really want to make that come across, I was kind of timid in the early days of our podcast of saying stuff like that. Yeah. And now I'm like, let's not BS ourselves. Right. And, and, uh, and if we, and if you haven't heard that before, just let it kind of soak in um, that if you're having any type of, well, let's talk about your own story. Let's just get into your story. Let's get into a real story so people can actually glean what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I, I, I kind of start my, my journey about 15, 16 years ago when I was really sick. I was, mm-hmm. um, actually at a real estate, I was a real estate broker and a real estate company. Oh. And I grew <laughs> to hate that the business and the company It was my own company. And I grew to uh-huh. hate it, which is not a good place to be because right. you're sort of attached to it.
0: Yes. So you know, we I have this in common. Like, I I don't know. You know my background. We actually have that in common. do you,
1: I you know I sensed that we had a lot. Probably have a yes, lot of things in common. Yes, no kidding. Yes. yes. No. I owned a real estate.
0: I owned a real estate brokerage firm, and I ended it's, up selling it to a national chain. Yeah.
1: That's hilarious.
0: And it was the, it was the burnout, right? It was, yeah, the burnout. it was So anyway, sorry, it didn't mean I was just like that's cool.
1: <laughs> that's so funny. Right? That is so funny, uh, and also not surprising. But yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so you know, sort of one of the one of the catalysts there that made me get out of that business. I owned a, a a Remax franchise, since we mm-hmm. get a little bit more specific. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this was probably around 2006, 2005, 2006 is when I really started to hate it. Right. <laughs> or yep. it started to really impact my my mental health and my physical health. Again, mm-hmm. all connected, right? So I was experiencing, um, first of all, I was about 45 pounds heavier. I was experiencing blood sugar dysregulation, like pre-diabetic. Mm. I was experiencing gut um, serious gut issues where I was on, you know, a medication for that. Um, and then depression, I was on antidepressants yeah. for a while, wow. which was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, um, when I tried to come off, so a couple of things happened there. One with the real estate, I, I knew it was time to get out. I had set myself up as a real estate auction because I saw the, the crash coming in 07. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing real estate auctions for the homeowner as I saw more mm-hmm. and more. Mm-hmm. Pre- pre-foreclosures right. the market. so right, right. I, my spiel was hey let's save you from foreclosing mm-hmm. i'll sell the house on your behalf and we'll do it in one day and it's it's this auction and it, it was awesome right you know but i was sort of telling myself that i was serving the community mm-hmm. by do but what mm-hmm. i was really doing is making money off of people who are on the they're at the bottom of the bottom right, right. they're losing everything and that sort of right that became sort of catalyzed for me when i was looking at someone's house that i was supposed to auction off and i walked they had left the key for me i walk into the house and there's like a happy birthday banner in the kitchen oh my kids the and they are like, right. this is it this is like their their worst
0: right.
1: period of their life and i'm gonna make money off of this right and that was it um yeah. and and i had sort of had known that for a while but it kind, of, it kind of brought that to the surface and it was one of the reasons i was sick Mm -hmm. Uh, because i wasn't really living my any sort of purpose right um and and the other big um catalyst was when i tried to come off the antidepressants Mm. and i got it was paxil and i got these brain zaps i'm not sure if you've Mm. heard of this i have not no sort of like picture picture sticking your finger in a light socket that mm-hmm. type of thing only it starts mm-hmm. in like you're sticking your brain into a light socket oh my gosh yeah and so it just sort of radiated through my whole body and it was like super scary and painful mm-hmm. and it would just like they would it would like come and go as i as i tried to wean off of the, the medication oh my gosh So you know the doctor was like just half the dose for two weeks and then you'll be good well it took me actually six months that's how slowly oh my gosh I to wean off. six months of, of weaning off of that somewhere around that five six seven months and so you know that was where i started looking at what am i doing like there's obviously something i'm doing wrong here in my, mm-hmm. in my life and it was like part of it was the business part of it was not being fulfilled part of part of it was my diet and lifestyle it was you know up until 1 1 a.m and i would be drinking coffee at night and i would be eating the standard american diet and yep. i was sick it was just sick so started doing a little bit more research and I uh, realized I wasn't deficient in Paxil. That wasn't my main problem. <laughs> like <soccer. laughs> um, Changed up my diet, changed up my lifestyle, started getting better sleep, started you know, getting some, some appropriate exercise and turned my health around mm-hmm. and just became so grateful for, for having that sort of level of energy and health back that I left the real estate company, just kind of walked away from it and um, went back to school for health and nutrition.
0: And, oh, wow. Uh, that was, that was like, a cool. huge, huge shift.
1: Yeah. And this was probably my late thirties. So mm-hmm. it's a scary time to sort of make that shift. I'm supposed to have right. all things figured out. Right. Right. <laughs> By then. And I was like, no, I'm going to completely reinvent myself and change careers. And I have no idea how I'm going to make any money moving forward. <laughs> so, that <was> right. nice. <laughs> um, that's always fun. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was probably around 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I started doing one-on-one coaching for folks. And then I did an online event um Mm -hmm. you guys just launched a summit last week yeah 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 awesome so i did i did uh, my first summit about nine years ago Mm -hmm. and um you know twenty thousand people registered for it and like nine years ago that was huge oh yeah um i mean it's still great now don't get me wrong yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um and uh, wow i can help twenty thousand people at once instead of one person Mm -hmm. at a time and like really help people right uh and that became my mission that became like this is how can i reach as many how can i serve as many people as possible how can i impact as many people as possible right and so it's just been a lot of these on creating content a lot of online events and mm-hmm. and um my my health continues to 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 do well as i lean into this level of service like real service mm-hmm. to people and that's where I'm, that's where I'm at now. And it's, it's been amazing. And I'm not sure if I completely answered your question or if I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, there, but... <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, well, basically
0: yeah. kind of, how did you get here? Yeah. Um. You know, what was your, yeah, the catalyst, because it, you know, we all have those catalytic moments mm-hmm. Um. And, some, and sometimes it's slow and sometimes it's very quick. Yeah. Right. I mean, and so, you know, it's always, I love just hearing the backstory of why does somebody care about health and, nutrition or purpose or, you know, all of these things. And then once they do care, why do they want to pay it forward? And typically, you know, from my perspective, and I've said this on the show several times, it seems like the the people that come on that have had the most uh, pain, the most adversity, Mm -hmm. typically are the ones that come on this show, because they actually are doing it from a place of, I, you know, I was in prison, now I, ha- I can see where freedom is. And I want to, mm-hmm. even if I'm not, even though I'm still in pre- prison, I can see where freedom is and I want to help others out of right. that prison of fear or prison of, or health or prison of anxiety or re- mm-hmm. whatever the, whatever the prison is, they want to, they want to help people um, walk with them. You know, mm-hmm. nobody can let you out. You have to let yourself out, right? right? You, you and your divine or your God, or, you know, however you want to frame that. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, definitely. So what do you guys typically talk about in your uh, group? Um, yeah, wellconnected.tv what do you you know typically what are the subjects that you're talking about what are yeah. the you know how, how are you interacting
1: yeah the, the main topic right now is gut health so I just released okay. um, an event called the um, gut restore Masterclass, which is a collection of 17 different experts um, talking about gut health and there's a huge connection between gut health and mental health right the microbiome we're just sort of scratching the surface Mm -hmm. uh, of you know what's what's what our microbiome actually looks like in and Mm -hmm. on our skin and in our gut and you know everywhere in our our body so it's it's a really fascinating topic because we're still learning so much more and how this impacts every every facet of our health um so that's the, that's the, the, the majority of the content that I have on the site right now. But like I said, the next event is going to deal more with this mental health, mm-hmm. um, fear, anxiety thing. And it's, and again, there's, there's a huge connection or, our, you know, we did the um, human genome project, I guess, you know, maybe 20 years or so ago, we started that. And we're humans, right? We're these super complex organisms that build skyscrapers and iPhones and crazy stuff. Right. So we just assumed we were going to have somewhere around 120, 130,000 genes. Like, of course, because we're, right. we're supposed to be so awesome. Turns out we have got about 22,000. Oh, wow. So To put that in context, chimps have about the same. Spinach has more spinach literally has more <laughs> genes than humans do is that right that's interesting. so that's that's an interesting fact that is yeah. true so so m- most things most living things have a more diverse genome than humans do huh. so the next question is that. like well, what how do we do all the amazing things that we do how do we think you know with these conscious thoughts and build incredible things and the answer is the microbiome we hmm. borrow the genes from our from the microbiome Mm-hmm. So there's, there's about 300 times more microbial DNA that we're all mm-hmm. walking around with than human DNA. We're literally more microbes than human.
0: Oh, my goodness. Wow. Isn't that,
1: so isn't that cool. So yeah. and, it, and, and it impacts everything And our gene our, our those those microbes in our gut are sending signals to our brain.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: constantly talking to our brain. So for every sig- we think of our brain as sort of like the, the central control, like a mm-hmm. master control of the body. But the fact is for every signal that our brain sends to our gut, our gut sends about seven or eight signals back to our brain. Interesting. So our brain right. is really listening to our gut more than anything. Right. So, and kind of
0: making decisions based on what the gut is telling it to do sure. or, 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 the conditions, maybe it's more like Absolutely. dials and gauges on your car, but it, it's you're a getting... lot
1: of, yeah, it's a lot of gradients a lot of, uh, a lot right. of, uh our, you know, ranges like that, but, um, you know, if you've got an imbalance of a certain micro uh, bacteria then that bacteria may want you to eat more sugar mm-hmm. to maintain its his its superior position in our gut, and so it will literally make you crave sugar right and you can't like willpower has no you have no control over that like your willpower is nothing compared to you right. know that direct signal so it's all really super fascinating
0: hmm. And so how do we I mean, so for those who are including myself, who are kind of just stepping into the, you know, gut health, kind mm-hmm. of what are some of the things that you're noticing that have bigger, I mean, kind of what's the low hanging fruit or kind of what would be yeah. some, some of the things that we can do to start helping mm-hmm. the gut be healthier, kind of right yeah, away, so I'll
1: give you like, maybe top three to five, things oh, perfect, to sort of come perfect. to me that. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you know, I imagine the people listening to this are going to be somewhat health conscious to begin with. So they're probably not eating, you know, a ton of processed foods, but that's, that's number one. If you're eating a, a ton of processed foods that you're, you know, buying in boxes and crackers and cakes and stuff like that, not only is it, you know, Impacting the the balance of the microbiome in a negative way, you're also getting you know pesticides and glyphosate and Roundup. That's that that stuff's been sort of bathed in, which is an antibiotic. So you're right. you're basically eating this antibiotic food, mm. uh, which is killing off the diversity in your gut.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that brings me to the next thing because diversity is key. Like I said, we're we're you know 300 times more microbial DNA than human DNA, mm-hmm. and the more diverse our microbiome is, the healthier we're going to be. Because Microbiome speaks to the immune system, it speaks to your brain, it speaks to your lungs, it speaks to every part of your body. And so we need a diverse microbiome to in order to be healthy. And so one of the ways to make sure you have a diverse microbiome is to eat a diverse diet. Mm. Now, you know, a ketogenic diet or in some cases a carnivore diet is is appropriate as a therapy for the for the right person, mm-hmm. but it's not the ultimate fix. Right. What we want is you know a diverse amount of plant foods right you know, that's not to say we shouldn't eat any meat i i you know it's you know something of a paleo-ish diet but with mm-hmm. a very high high amount of, of plant foods um but everyone's different and so i'm mm-hmm. not here to sort of preach any particular diet i don't believe that every that there's any one diet that's going to be right for everyone so it's really just a matter of listening to your body but One thing that I will say that's important is diversity, different fibers, different plant uh, material, um, resistant starches and things like that. So the more diverse you can, you can create, you can make your diet, the more diverse your microbiome, the better your health will be. Excellent.
0: And, and that's, you know, and we hear we should eat our vegetables, but we don't necessarily hear as a, as a, you know, culture, but we don't necessarily hear diversity. It's like, Mm. don't, don't eat the same vegetables, try to mix that up or, you know, kind of, I've heard it like eat the rainbow or something, but, you know, pick different colors and different, right, of fruits and vegetables, pick different colors because each of those are have their own properties and their own health benefits
1: different polyphenols different fibers different starches so for sure and so if you look at our ancestors our hunter-gatherer ancestors or even indigenous cultures now around the world they their their food intake is they have they eat about two to three four hundred different foods a year oh wow and in the western world we're eating about 12 (laughs) <laughs> like seriously we we think we're eating a diverse diet right but right we, you know if you go into the supermarket particularly in the center aisles it looks like we have thousands of different choices mm-hmm. but look at the ingredients on those foods it's typically going to be wheat flour corn flour soy flour you know or some mm-hmm. some version of those ingredients right and right. so we're really just eating the same foods in different forms
0: it's like we're eating uh the same. We're eating cake. We're just eating a little bit. We're we using wheat right, flour. We using shapes, corn flour. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's just so, the same ingredients mixed up a little different for
1: the palate. Right. 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 So it's not real diversity. Um, so my recommendation is to go obviously into the produce aisle and try to just find as many different colors, many different foods, particularly root vegetables, which is going to have forms of starch that are really good for the beneficial microbes in our in our gut. So just you know, really. T- you know, stretch your envelope a little bit and, and go to the produce section or go to better yet, go to the farmer's market, better yet, grow some food in your backyard right. and, or, or, and all of that, all of the, yeah. above. like, just try to get as many different foods as you possibly can.
0: Yeah. And I was talking to, you know, Ocean Robbins was on the happiness mm-hmm. summit and, right. yep. and, you know, and ocean was talking about, I, and w- the question came up in, in the, in the summit was like, well, which is better organic or from the farmer's market? And he basically said if, 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 he, if he's going to have to choose one of those two, he'll go with the farmer's market if okay. it's been grown fairly clean, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you talk to the person, did they put pesticides on? I mean, mm-hmm. and, and I found I, from my own experience, and I don't go to farmer's market as near as much as I should, um, but typically, people at a farmer's market are sensitive to the fact that people don't want a lot. I mean, it's, right. even if it's not certified USDA organic, mm-hmm. they, they get that people want less crap on it. That's why they're right. buying it at a farmer's market Correct. for the most yeah. part. Right.
1: For sure. Yeah. And there's, you know, when, when they're selling it at the farmer's market, typically there's not as much need for as much pesticide because it's not traveling across the world. Right. It's being picked when it's ripe. It's right. not being picked before it's ripe, which is, you know, and uh, you know, the longer something sits, before you eat it after it's been picked the less nutrients are there are going to be in that in that food and then you know look we could talk about soil too right when you talk about monocrops and you know endless amounts of corn and soy um or really any food if it's grown in a in a soil that's dead that doesn't have the microbiome right Right. and the the rhizome uh which is what the kind of what the roots grow in it requires a diverse microbiome in the soil as well but when we're, we're spraying it with you know, round up in different pesticides and herbicides and fungicides. Well, it's killing the life in the soil, which means the plant isn't going to have the nutrients, which means we aren't going to have the nutrients. We right. can possibly help be healthy in, in those circumstances.
0: Right. Right. And, and, you know, and that's, again, so, so much of this seems like it's new, but it's, you know, been around for, I mean, you know, when I grew up, probably when you grew up and even before, you know, when our parents, grandparents grew up, yeah, it was just, they rotated crops differently. They, they, yeah. You know, they farm differently. Most stuff, most of the stuff that you ate was was grown or raised within 150 miles of where you lived because sure. you know they were sourced. And so it's just you know now we have food factories and all this stuff. And so it's just a different. It, it, yeah. It's it's funny how the pendulum's coming back the other way. It's kind of like exactly. it's kind of like or or organic the food that your grandparents ate, right? Yeah. With, <laughs> it was just by default. I did. <laughs> right. Own- right. It was just yeah
1: yeah but about five years ago I, I made a documentary called grow food which uh-huh. is about um mainly about a guy who was transforming people's front yards into a garden oh beautiful a food garden which really yeah, yeah. it was really a fun project to work on um it's actually on my website wellconnected.tv oh. if people want to watch it oh yeah, yeah i love it um so it's really it was a fun uh, it was probably one of the happiest periods of my life making that documentary it was oh so, is that right so much fun so much fun which is why i'm gonna start making another one <laughs> 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 on, on, uh, on this, this whole fear thing called The Other Side of Fear. Um, so uh, yeah, documentary filmmaking is probably my, my greatest passion. And it's oh, like nice. when, when, and when I'm at my, my happiest is when I'm sort of creating stories and telling stories. Uh, yeah. in format. So it's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, that was really eye-opening to see, you know, uh, this guy just put some flyers out in coffee shops and, and mm-hmm. so forth um uh asking if they wanted to transform their front yard into a a, into a vegetable garden their front lawn yeah And, and you know the first person that said yes they uh they uh he started you know ripping up the lawn and planting tomato plants and peppers and you know, arugula and all this stuff. And the neighbors got so angry.
0: Oh, I bet I was going to say what the HOA or the neighbors yeah, say the, about It was that, no HOA,
1: right? but the neighbors got oh super God. angry and like, th- like threatening and driving by and yelling. It's like, it's ugly. It's <gasps> terrible. It's like my, what is like the concept of a lawn is fairly new. Right. What are we talking about? Like it's only been in the past, you know, less than a hundred years right. that we've like, we've become obsessed with like this perfectly man- manicured green lawn, Yeah, which which has its own subset of issues with nitrogen running off into the sea and causing algae right. blooms and dead dead you know parts of the of the water where right. nothing can live and it's just like man the, like the food offends you <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> to me it's you know, to someone's front lawn, you know?
0: and and i know my my head is kind of not necessarily in mainstream but but uh, but i i still have a foot in mainstream and, and and i've wondered that especially in the last two or three years it's just like you know i just look at the the lawn and i think this is just such a waste right i mean yeah. I, I have a i have a lawn and you know front yard backyard side yard all yards landscaping all of the stuff right yeah i think i live on i don't know three quarters of an acre and most of that's landscape or yard mm-hmm. and and but i'm just looking around going
1: yeah a- rip up a section of that you were yeah. 10 by 10 part of that yeah. and find yeah. some food man <laughs> exactly
0: and, and you know what the crazy thing is i actually looked in our we do have hoa bylaws and i actually looked on my on my bylaws and a garden is actually prohibited actually really? prohibited in the HOA bylaws. Now, I Even think in the backyard? Yep. Um No kidding. Yep, but I think, you know, I for the most part, I mean, it's been there forever. I I think if you went to the HOA and said, "Hey, I'm going to plant a garden in my backyard." They go, "Okay, no big yeah. deal." We'll I share uh, some food with folks. Yeah, with right, me. exactly. If you'll bring me over some tomatoes and some cucumbers, we're all good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but but yeah, why don't we grow you know, vegetables in a garden in our front yard, backyard, right? You know, right. For the most part, I've got the irrigation system, I've mm-hmm. got the water already. In. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it, it's not it's not like and I have planted some stuff over the years we didn't this year. Um, but you know, I might throw out a cucumber plant or two or a tomato plant or two yeah. and just and yeah. I just let the you know, the the sprinkler system water it. It's, yeah, like, exactly. it's not there's not it's not that tough. So
1: there's so but, many benefits to it. It's mm-hmm. remarkable. And again, we can get back to even to the mental health piece of this, like, right, Exercise is so important for mental health. Sun exposure is so important for mental health. Being in contact with the earth is so important for mental health. Totally. Um, there's a. This is really fascinating. This is this is really cool. There's a microbe in soil in healthy soil called mm-hmm. Bacterium vacay. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that correctly.
0: Bacterium I wouldn't know either vacay. way. I wouldn't so, know. So yeah, We'll pretend, even if it's not. That's what we're going to pretend. That's correct. God damn it. All <laughs> <laughs> right, Yeah. Google so
1: it. So this this um this soil microbe. Actually causes your body to produce more serotonin. Really, it's, it's a literal antidepressant. Oh wow! So just being in contact with, breathing it in, touching it, and, and digging in the soil right. with our bare hands, yeah, um, you know, is going to literally increase our serotonin. And, I love and it. Make us make us happier. Not to mention the fact that again, we're outside. We're right. in the fresh air. We're in the sun. We're we're moving. We're exercising. And you know, and then. It's almost like the cherry on top is the food that we get to harvest right. at the end of this thing, you know, which again has its own benefits because you know if if you you know pull a, a tomato off the plant, you don't need to wash it because you're not spraying right. anything on it, you know, right. anything certainly not any, anything unnatural. And so you're getting the benefit of just this this the environmental microbiome that you're eating from the from the food. you know, right. even carrots you pull out of, out of the ground don't scrub them. I mean, get the dirt off because it's kind of gross but you know right, but, but you don't, don't peel to... them to eat them right can, exactly right right just, just wash of off brush, the dirt brush, right. just right just wash them off and and enjoy the uh the microbes <laughs> along with you,
0: that. you know when I when I grew up we I actually grew up out in the country in Kansas and mm-hmm. um we actually had I, I want to say this it was a fairly significant garden maybe I don't know a quarter of an acre-ish mm-hmm. garden it was a big garden I mean literally we'd use a tractor to till it up in the beginning of the year oh, and wow. then the yeah. rest of the year we'd hoe it and stuff like this and my mom would plant all different varieties of stuff and, you know, we were eating that we were also eating fried pork chops, we were eating French toast, we were so we were eating in mac and cheese with, you know, <laughs> and all. So we were eating processed stuff, but we were also eating all these vegetables out of the garden. And I tell you, well, none of us were fat, we didn't have health yeah. issues. You know, yeah. we didn't, there wasn't, you know, I hated the garden for a while, because I'd have to go out and weed it. Of and <laughs> because yeah. I didn't connect all the dots, right, that right. I do now. But yeah, there was, uh, we were, we were healthy, even though we were eating some processed stuff in our diet, mm-hmm. you know, and back then there was, uh, you know, less stuff in that food, mm-hmm. but, but certainly just having the vegetables there that we're picking and eating. And I mean, it was just so much healthier. That it, yeah. it, and, 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 and now that, you know, I'm thinking about it, it probably is because of the microbiome, because we were getting such a variety of different stuff from the garden that was fresh, right. that we'd pick it and we'd eat it that, you know, that day Yeah. Um, Yeah. So our microbiome was probably healthier. It had more opportunity to process out some of the bad stuff that was going in. And and so it was just, uh, you know, and in fact, you know, my wife and I are talking about getting back to that type of thing. I think it's so necessary. Yeah. We live in a a normal subdivision and you have all the subdivision stuff, but I'm just like, is this really purposeful? Is this really fulfilling just to have, you know, why I don't care if my yard is greener than the neighbors or what, I mean, it's like, at some point it's like, how do we live healthy, right? How right. do we, how do we live healthy? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think to the extent that you can grow, even if you look even if you're, you're in an apartment and you've got a right. balcony, you know, you, you get some containers and grow mm-hmm. some herbs, grow, you know, tomato plant or something, you know, anything to just to get you in, in, in you know, better connection to where your food comes from and right. to supplement your diet. Like you said, you still ate the Mac and cheese, but you had a enough diversity and enough right. you were out there moving you're out there exercising right. you're out there in the sun you're in contact with the, you know all of the stuff right and so that was enough to sort of mitigate maybe some of the negative consequences of eating some of the crappier food
0: right exactly
1: and, so, not, and not that i would advocate eating crappy food at all but <laughs> right
0: of course but we back then there was almost no education around Zero. that i agree I mean, because exactly we're talk- exactly yeah yeah we're talking almost 40 well at least 40 years ago because i know how old i am but but you know there was just yeah there was no education and i do think that there was a little less just overall there was a little less pesticides a little less chemicals they were they were still you know even though it was velveta cheese it was probably more less processed than 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 it is today right and you
1: and i I, I think are the same age as well so i think we kind of have the same sort of (laughs) memories growing up um, with with some some of that stuff, but yeah, it was certainly less processed, and that's you know that's the down that's one of the a, a myriad of downsides to processed foods and genetically modified foods, and they have to continue to spray more and more pesticide on it to keep you know because the weeds become resistant to the pest right. to, to the herbicides, and so they have to spray more in order to keep the weeds down, you know, and so it's none of it's good, <laughs> like right? It's, it's all it's all bad, and it's all affecting. Our health from every perspective, from our physical health, autoimmune disease, to gut issues, to mental health, anxiety, depression, it's all linked to, it's all, it's all connected.
0: Right. And I think that's the important thing. It's all connected. And I think I took us a little bit down a rabbit trail there. I think you had a couple other things you were going to talk about for our microbiome health. So kind of eating more organic, eating more vegetables, eating more diverse. What are a couple other things that we could do that, that anybody could pretty much do to help heal their gut or have a healthier gut, I guess.
1: Um, So a couple more, um, make sure that you're eating mindfully. Mm. So sitting down with your, before you sit down with your food, you could sort of do a little quick meditation, just come back to your breath, Um, tap into this feeling of gratitude for the food. Right. Like think about the, really be mindful about where your food came from. Right. Right. Think about the entire process. Think about who may have planted the seeds who may have, helped cultivate may who who may have harvested harvested it who shifted to the farmer's market or to the supermarket right and have this Mm -hmm. level of gratitude for all that whole process along the way Mm -hmm. and just be super present and I mean that's that's you know you should always be present with no matter what you do none of Mm -hmm. us are but particularly with food when you can bring that level of of presence to your meal Mm -hmm. and not eat while you're working not eat while you're driving not eat while you're watching TV. Right just eat. What's the, what's the Buddhist phrase? When you're, when you walk, just walk. When you, if you run, just run, but, you know, but don't wobble. Right. Uh, So when you eat, just eat. Mm. So if you can do that, you're going to actually digest your food better. When Mm -hmm. you, even when you're, when you're cooking food, Mm -hmm. when you're cooking your your own food, um, the smells, the textures, the feel, it's, you actually start the digestion process before you eat. You Mm. start to secrete you know, digestive enzymes in your, in your mouth and Mm -hmm. in your stomach, as you're leading up to eat, to to eating your meal. And -hmm. so that's how important it is for you to actually be present with your meal as you're eating it. Otherwise you're just not going to, you could eat the healthiest meal in the world, but if you can't digest and assimilate it then there's no point. Mm -hmm. Right. You're You're not getting the nutrients from it. Yeah. Yeah, So just be mindful of, of your, of your meal, be present with your meal. And then the other thing is make sure you're chewing your food. Again, that comes with being mindful but mm-hmm. make sure you're really, there's this saying, um, you should drink your food and chew your drink or something like that. <laughs> so it's, you should chew your food to the point where it's, you know, it's pretty much liquid and right. with the whole digestion process. So, you know, being mindful, being diverse, you know, chewing your food well, um, don't eat when you're stressed out, which is kind of going back mm-hmm. to like coming back to your breath. If you're stressed out, you're not going to digest your food. Um, if you're stressed out, you're, body isn't thinking about anything but survival Mm -hmm. so it's shunting energy away from your your organs from your digestive tract so you're not going to digest that food it thinks that you're in serious danger you know because our our ancestors had to worry about surviving an attack of a saber-toothed tiger we don't have that problem today we just have chronic stress right The, the physiological process in the body is the same Mm-hmm. Whether we're dealing with a low level chronic stress, our boss is an asshole, or, you know, you've got this relationship or this job or whatever. That's all being chased by a saber tooth tiger as far as our body is concerned. Mm-hmm. And so our body isn't concerned with, you know, reproduction. Our body isn't concerned with any long-term health issues. It's just worried about surviving in the present moment. So imagine living your life like that 24-7. Right, what most people what we're doing, right? So it's uh, so yeah, that's probably some of the most important things that I would say is cutting out the processed foods, eating diversity, a diverse diet, being mindful of when you eat, making sure you're chewing well and and not stressed out.
0: Perfect, I love it, I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, I know we're gonna, I'm, I'm. Have a premonition. I'll do my premonition. Johnny Carson, that's a, to today this even more used to do. Um, I can't remember what they call him, the Great Something, right? And he would hold up an yes. envelope, and then he would that. he would say say some, and it would be yes. he would say some answer to, and then he would open the envelope, and it was some you know parody type thing. Yes, exactly. but the um, but I know that we're going to be hearing from more of you in our um, in our uh, community, um, and certainly sure. you, you know you and I are going to talk about. Uh, How do we continue these conversations and continue to bring this information to everyone, right? Uh, Because the Mm -hmm. more people, so, you know, so so if you're listening, please share this podcast, please share the the Bright Vibe app with others. This is the beginning of these conversations in this community. And so, certainly, um, if you truly want to help your friends, if you truly want to help your family, start tuning into this type of information because this is the information that heals the world. This is the Mm -hmm. information that truly raises the vibration of our society. And this is where we're headed, right? I mean, there's more and more people talking about this. And so there's never like the present moment to get plugged in. And I'll also say just from my own experience and from so many people on that come on the show, don't get overwhelmed with all the information. Just start where you are. Right. If it's that one little, it maybe it's drinking more water for a week or two, just to get that. Maybe it's whatever it is, but nobody goes from, you know, an American standard diet to, a vegan or vegetarian or some type of, you know, extreme thing that, that lasts. I mean, mm-hmm. they may try, you know, they may try that, but it's not going to stick. Right. It's it, for my, from my own experience, it's, it's a step by step by step by step and there's step backs, right? You know, you you go forward and then all of a sudden you're eating a pizza, right? <laughs> right. But that's okay too. I mean, that's, that's okay. You know, everything so, in moderation. I if, can if like right?
1: actually interject there. Yes, make please. Sure, it, it make sure if you You know if you're on this journey if you're on this process and you're starting where you are right you're taking these baby steps journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step right so it you know take those steps if you happen to eat a pizza or an ice cream sundae let's not add a side portion of guilt on
0: top of right right Right? let's let's let's, let's
1: keep like it you know let's let's um let's be mindful like if you're gonna if if you're stressed out and you think an ice cream sundae is gonna help you feel better Well, at least be mindful about it. Don't just eat it mindlessly and like you don't even realize you ate it. Enjoy it, enjoy it. Don't like. Let's not bring any guilt to it. I I say that, you know. The only caveat that I'll add to that is just don't do that with something that you know is going to hurt you. Like if you're if you're sensitive to gluten or dairy, you know. Um, Don't
0: be a a little (laughs) bit more mindful, right? Yeah, find find the gluten. And I mean, that's what we do in our house, right? We find the we find the gluten alternatives to to everything and we find the dairy alternatives to everything. And so we just don't we just don't have in our house, but it isn't like we're not eating ice cream. I mean, actually, we eat ice cream, but it's coconut milk ice cream with no added sugar. So it's like one gram of sugar or something like this, which isn't isn't added. It just comes from the natural coconut. Right and and, and 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 we're just buying that at a, at a at a health food store, but we're just buying it at a health food store, right? So it's not like you, you have to make your own ice cream, and I mean, again, start with where yeah. you are. Yeah. yeah yes, yeah. you certainly could, and that would Good, be really yeah. cool. But I'm just saying, you you, you don't Kids have love to. Yeah, <laughs> I need to do that. I actually we <laughs> haven't done that. <laughs> yeah, You're gonna have to send it. Send me the recipe. You got it. <laughs> the um, well, how so? Well well-connected yep. wellconnected.tv, TV. Is there any? Is that the best? place to kind of get more information about what you're talking about
1: that's the best place for sure wellconnected.tv um you can sign up to watch the uh the gut restorer Masterclass there we've got uh film we've got a bunch of content in the members area there um i also sell some gut supplements and probiotics Uh, that i swear by uh um so yeah lots of information there you can reach out to me there if you want to get in touch
0: Perfect. Well, Joe, thank you so much for coming on the program today. I certainly appreciate our conversations. This is the second we've had, and I'm sure we'll be having more on and off the air. Um, so. And and do, are you still? You have your podcast. Do you have a Well Connected podcast?
1: Um, I don't have a podcast right now. Currently. I was okay. doing it for a while, and it just kind of went on the back burner, honestly. Got it. Got it. But it's All one right. thing that I'm going to be starting up this year again.
0: Perfect. Perfect. And we'd love to. And I'd love to have a hear about the documentary and how that's coming and kind for of. Sure. What you're doing there, and I'm definitely going to go watch the one about the uh, the garden in your front yard. I think that would yeah. be, I think that would be fun to mess with my neighbors. If nothing else, that would just be go. a fun. <laughs> a fun Yep. What's he doing over there? Why is he doing that? <laughs> Those tomatoes, oh my
1: God. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Until they started tasting it and then they'd be like, hey, how can we help, right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Get your neighbors the, to you, start yeah. helping with the garden.
1: Another benefit, right? You create community yep. around around the garden. It's community garden. You can create community and connection. Super, super important for health and longevity.
0: Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Joe, and we'll be my talking pleasure. to you soon. Thanks, Have a man. good one. Oh. You thank you for being a part of the Bright Vibe podcast. For more information, go to brightvibe.com. That's B R I T E, B I B E.com. Thank you for listening.